the wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Well, hello. I'm Katie Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me. Hey, bestie, it's Cami Crawford. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Are you following the rules? You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the dating rules. Okay. And it's a rhetorical question because, you know, do I follow the dating rules? Who the fuck knows? But today's episode, we're going to learn all about them from the pro herself, Lindsay Metzelar, host of the We Met at Acme podcast, which is all about millennial dating. And she's going to break it down for us, all right? Because clearly we need help. Like this is a relationship for a reason, right? We're all here because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. So we're going to hear from somebody that does because she just got married. So clearly she knows what's up. All right, here we go. Get your notepads out. All right, I'm, I'm grabbing my pen. I got it right here. Let's, let's take notes and let's get to the show. Welcome back to Relationship. It's your girl, Cami Crawford. And I am here with the Lindsay Metzelar, host of the We Met at Acme podcast, which is all about millennial dating. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Cammy. I'm so glad that we get to talk because I feel like I know you through social media and obviously like the Dear Media family, but I can't believe that we've never met in person because I feel like I see your face all over TikTok, all over Instagram, all the time talking about this shit. It's crazy. I feel like I've you've been in my dreams probably yes. before, but now you're in my reality. Isn't that amazing? I, love I feel it. like I'm I'm one of the guys that's proposing to you at the bar. Oh right now. my god! Literally. Okay, so I just did Lindsay's podcast. Who knows when these are going to air? Like depending on your schedule and ours. But like you have to listen to it because we had some really great, really great conversation. 
<laughs> about dating. We really did. We really did. And like my dating future. And I know that you just got married. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Is it like surreal from going from like, how do you kind of balance talking about dating still while being a married woman? Well, what's funny about being married is that literally for the most part, nothing changes. And like, you're still dating your partner. Mm -hmm. You just happen to have like an, an additional ring. And so we're still talking about dating and we're still having guests on who are single, dating, in all sorts of circumstances to represent you know, people who are, who are still out there doing their thing. Yeah. No, I love that. And it's it, that's very true. Like, just because you're in a long-term relationship doesn't mean that you no longer have to, like, court and date your partner. Like, I think you have to do it even more so because you have to make even more of an effort to make that happen. Oh, totally. I mean, I feel like I was so, like, I have been so selfish in relationships in the past where, like, you know, my partner's like, oh, like, I can't. I'm having a bad day. And I'm like, that sucks. Yeah. And now <laughs> he's like, I'm having a bad day. And I'm like, oh, my God, what can I do? Can oh. I make you a can of tomato soup? And not really, you know, but yeah. like, I, I try. Yeah. Wifey duties. You see, this is what you get to unlock. There you go. You get to exactly. unlock the care. The stage is unlocked. Exactly. Oh, my God. I love that. Okay. Did you guys meet at Acme? We didn't meet at Acme. So the name of my podcast came because I was so, so single when I started it. When I started the podcast, I had just been dumped on my 27th birthday. It was like so fucked up. And I was going out to Acme like all the time, like similar to, you know, you with the nice guy right now. (laughs) And I was just getting into some crazy shit. And I met some guys there. But no one who was serious to me. But I did have this one night where I had lost my friend at Acme. We, I went out with a girlfriend. I lost her. And I didn't know how to find her. And of course, in my drunk mind at the time, now I'm sober. But in my drunk mind, I was like, the only way to find my friend is to ask the tallest guy here to put me on his shoulders. <gasps> I was like, that's the only way. Libra the energy, way. big Libra energy. Totally. And so, so I asked, <laughs> I asked the tallest guy to put me on his shoulders and then blacked out after that. And then I woke up with a text the next morning that was like, Hey, it's, you know, whatever his name is. You were on my shoulders at Acme last night. And um, I was like, classic, classic. <laughs> and it made me happy that the podcast was called that. That's fucking amazing. I love that. Acme is like a, a restaurant lounge, right? Like both. Yeah. yeah. So is exactly. the nice guy where I've been going out in Delilah, which is another spot. If you ever hear me talking about these on the podcast mm. forward, then you know, like these are like my spots. These are this is where I this is where I hang out. <laughs> but Cammy, like, what do you do? Because when I've gone to those places, which are so, so great. Yeah. But no one dances. No. Don't you agree? OK, they don't, especially in L.A. Like I miss New York nightlife and day life so much because people just have a fucking blast. Like you just do whatever you want. Everybody's crazy and like joining in with each other here in L.A. Everybody just takes selfies of each other. And like they have literally ring lights out at like clubs and restaurants and bars and they're taking pictures and making TikToks. And it's like, how is anybody supposed to meet anybody? I just stay far away from all of those people as much as I can. But yeah, you're right. Like nobody dances. I love to dance like honestly an empty 
version of either one of these places with just amazing music and drinks is like, that is what I want. With like one boy oh, yeah. that I want to look at, that is ideal for me. That's an ideal night out for me. That sounds ideal. <laughs> I don't need it to be packed out, you know? Okay, so you talk a lot about like your dating rules. You have rules for everything, which I love because I feel like a lot of them, well, one, some of them I feel personally victimized by, but then some of them I <laughs> like totally agree with and like you're you're on point. So I want to ask first though, how if at all, have your rules changed since getting married? They have not changed. So Good. my rules are really mostly for the early stages of dating somebody. They're like, this is how you lock that shit down. Mm -hmm. And I'm so curious what rules you feel personally attacked by. Okay. We need to talk it out. Okay. So your rules for texting you said not to use a lot of emojis. I am an emoji sender. I love emojis. I think they're so fun. But then every time I talk to my friends and I'm like, because of course, you know, you have your group chats where you draft all the messages that you send before you send them to anyone. So I'll be like, this is what I'm going to say. And then I'm going to say this emoji and this emoji. And they'll all be like, take the emojis out. Like, why are you using them? I'm like, because that's like, I just want you to know. I think because I'm so animated and like, crazy. I want for you to know exactly how I feel when I'm sending this message so that it doesn't get lost in translation. So why should I, I not be don't using think that you're I don't think you're wrong. I think that guys probably shouldn't use emojis, but we can do whatever mm. the fuck we want with emojis, you okay. know? Okay. But I think like when when a guy's using too many emojis, you're like, "Whoa, like take it down a notch," yeah. you know? But like a minimal emoji use, I think on both ends is good like i'm not saying don't ever use emojis i'm just saying don't have like one to start the sentence and one to end the sentence and then mm-hmm. like three after that mm-hmm. you know yes okay just like um, minimal i definitely do that but i also try to gauge <laughs> based on how many emojis they're sending how many i want to send so right. like if i see that they have not sent any in like the last five texts i'm like okay well maybe i can Maybe I can back this up a little bit. Like, let me let me retract at least three emojis from this next message before I send it. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, there's tasteful sprinkles of emojis. Like, mm-hmm. I love like the side phase where you're like, like I, it's hard to explain, but it's like a smirk. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's kind of like flirty, but like, hmm, that one. Right. And I love the backwards, the upside down smiley. Yes. I find that that's, that's fun and flirty as well. Yeah. I love those. Those are, and then the hand over the face one. I love that one too. The hand over the face is great. But I did notice because I do these like dating app profile consultations. I know how you feel about dating apps, Mm -hmm. but I do these consultations and I noticed that a lot of women especially are starting their responses with like, ha ha or like, and I find that that, that comes off as like, not as confident. Do you Mm. agree? I agree with that. I also I have realized recently with like being back on the scene that an LOL from a guy before he says something like a LOL, it triggers me. I don't know what it is about it. Like, Mm. I don't like cut the fucking what is funny because that's (laughs) that's when like the Scorpio me comes out. I'm like, what the fuck is funny about what I said? Yeah, what's funny? I feel like our (laughs) whole like millennialisms, like all of us as millennials we have really overused the LOLs mm-hmm. to the point where like none of us are actually laughing mm-hmm. Nobody's during laughing. the LOLs. Like, what do you say when you're actually truly hysterically laughing at your phone? What do you say? 
I will probably say I'm fucking cackling or I will send a voice note of me cackling <laughs> in the phone. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah. or I'll be like, yeah. LMAO, like in all caps. But if I say LOL, definitely not laughing. Right, right. Sometimes I'll do like a capital in all caps, LOL. Mm-hmm. And then I like smiled. Mm-hmm. I smiled on my phone if I yeah. did that. Or the crying laughing emoji sometimes. Like I love those. But then my youngest sisters, Gen Z kids, they're 15. And, you know, they they have their own lingo and way that life is. They say that the crying laughing is cringe and that I shouldn't be using them anymore. Yeah, I've heard that too. It's so mean it's what so Gen mean. Z does to us. They make <laughs> us feel so bad. It's so mean. They like attack our souls. So mean. I hate that. Yeah. Okay. So, but for... For your texting rules, what are your, because you have like a whole list, which I love, but mm. what are your top three texting rules for, I would say, mostly women dating men that listen to this podcast? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one's like harsh and I've gotten a lot of backlash for it, but don't respond unless it's a question. Meaning, like, unless they've asked you something directly, like, if they were just, and, and unless you're having like a vibing combo where you know it's like seamless to go back and forth, mm-hmm. if they say something like, you know, if, if you're like, it's so cold out today and they're like freezing, then like, don't be like, what did you wear? Yeah. To make, to like, for warmth, you know, just like if they want to keep going, like they will. Mm-hmm. And this is for women texting, texting men. So don't respond unless it's a question really. And then... Also, I like to always ask a question back. And you're thinking like, oh, are those two con- like contradicting each other? But, but it's not. It just means if they ask you a question, mm-hmm. ask it back to them. Like, mm-hmm. this is a conversation. And I feel like so many women are like just answering the question. Yeah. And then they're like, why didn't he respond? Like, because like, he was like, how's your day? And you're like, it's good. <laughs> And you didn't ask no. him how his fucking day was. Yeah. Like because we wouldn't like that if it was done to us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We right. wouldn't like that. I hate that shit. And then, yeah, I, I don't like that. And then I just don't think that you need to be doing a lot of initiating in the early stages of dating. Like, mm. let them reach out to you. Yeah. You know? I I did that, like, up until, like, I probably still do that in my marriage. I'm like, let him, I'll let him text me today, you know? Like, I'm yes. not going to. And it's not even a game thing. It's just like, I just, I know, like, I just want to know he needs to text me first. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like that too. But I also have these points where I'm like, like, it's nice when you meet someone who you're like, I don't have to play games with this person. Like, I remember when I met my ex-boyfriend, it was great because it was like, neither one of us wanted to play those games. It was like, okay, we want to hang out. So like, let's hang out. And like, we don't have to limit how often we hang out this week. Because we're both on that same page. So that's always nice when you meet somebody when it's initially like that. But not every person that you meet is going to be like that. And like, I know for myself and a lot of our listeners and my friends, they're like, I fucking hate these games that we have to play. But do you consider them games or do you consider them like strategy? Honestly, I just consider it guidelines, like guidelines to dating. And I think that you're exactly right. Like there's nothing better than when you don't feel like you have to screenshot your te- their texts to your friends mm-hmm. or you don't feel like you have to hold back what you're saying. But that's like when you're out of the woods and like in the clear. Yeah. Like there's sometimes the woods take a long, a longer time with someone than someone. Like I don't think my husband and I got into the 
place where we were like texting every day until like probably our like third. I mean, that's not true. He was texting me every day after our second date, but we weren't continuously texting Mm -hmm. until like third or fourth. Like it just wasn't like that seamless. Like we're just going back and forth all day. So I knew that I couldn't just like be like, you know, it's cold today or whatever that example was before. What do you say about like, say you have been talking to somebody or like whatever and you know, you don't hear from them for like two, three days and then they text you. Like I initially am the type of person where I'm like, oh, now you want to fucking text me? Okay, well then I'm going to make you wait this long until I respond. Like, should I be doing that or is that rude? (laughs) No, that to me is a game and I actually feel like you... Like, you're like me in that, like, you're busy. Like, you're always doing shit, you know? And so if you're busy, it's actually, you don't even have to play a game. You actually just respond when you see it. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, if they texted you right now, you wouldn't be able to respond until, like, we were done recording. Yeah. And that's when you respond. Like, so it's, like, truly actually when you do see your phone Mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, when you're trying to be cool. But, like, obviously don't respond the second it comes through. But but even then, (laughs) even then, it's, like, okay, because you happened to get me the moment I was on my phone, you know? Yeah. And then I may not respond again for another hour and a half. And it really is not because I don't want to talk to you. It's just because. But then, you know, there are some times when the inner Scorpio in me is, like, teach them a lesson. Don't respond. Yeah. (laughs) And I get that. I get that. It's like, you know, you want to like match their energy Mm. as they say. But I just feel like anytime I or someone who has come to me for advice has done the like, well, they waited a day, so I'm going to wait five. Mm. Like, it's just like, it doesn't get you where you want to be because then they're just like, oh, this, what, I don't want to text this person because they're 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 annoying. Yeah, no, it's true. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to text somebody like that. I wouldn't want to text somebody like me if I'm doing the shit that I'm doing. <laughs> okay. If you have a vagina, you know we have all been there. Okay. You have a sneaky link appointment set for nine o'clock. Next thing you know, seven o'clock rolls around. You take a look down there and you're like, wait, hold on. What's going on? We have new visitors that we didn't have before and things are not feeling right. Things aren't smelling right. There's something off. There's something off in the air. And, you know, maybe it's the sneaky link appointment. Maybe it's a sign, but chances are it could be something having to do with your feminine health. And that is why I love PhD Feminine Health because they are reinventing holistic feminine care and wellness solutions that help millions of women feel confident and comfortable. Their products empower you to take control of your feminine health. PhD offers trustworthy feminine care products that actually work because when you have feminine issues, you want a solution immediately, just in time for that sneaky link appointment. Plus, they're a women-owned business, which is so important. It's a female-owned and founded company, which you know we love here at Relationship. Plus, they have the boric acid that everyone's been talking about. If you don't know, boric acid is a natural compound found in seawater that has been recommended by doctors for decades as a safe, holistic alternative. PhD is the number one doctor-recommended brand of boric acid vaginal suppositories. And they offer a variety of holistic over-the-counter products, including their two new products, PhD Boric Acid Sensitive Foam Wash, the only boric acid foam wash on the market, and their new boric acid moisturizing suppositories, which are a holistic solution for vaginal odor while moisturizing your vagina. Both are available now on Amazon and at Target. PhD believes that vaginal care is crucial to your overall well-being. 
Register now at phdfeminineHealth.com slash win to receive a free summer gift basket, which contains cruelty-free deluxe size beauty and lifestyle products, a retail value of over $100, plus a $500 Visa gift card. Go to phdfeminineHealth.com slash win. Also, get 20% off of all products right now using code CAMI, phdfeminineHealth.com slash win. I also love your rules for friends with benefits relationships. And we get a lot of questions about this Mm. on the pod, which you have someone asked you for rules for having a respectful friends with benefits situation. And you said no sleepovers. Why no sleepovers? Sleepovers are way more intimate than sex, in my opinion. Mm. Sleepovers are like, you get to smell my breath when it's not good. You True. get to see my face, like whatever. You know, you were talking until like the wee hours of the night. Like we're about to go to a place where I'm in love mm. and that's dangerous. Or yeah. you're in love and that's dangerous. But one of us is going to be in love by the end of this sleepover. That's and true. that's just how sleepovers go, you know? And I feel like friend with benefits or relationship, whatever it is, sleepovers are always, always, I think, more intense than sex. However, I think the first time that you do have sex with a potential partner, it should be a sleepover after. Mm. But friend with benefits, no sleepovers, just not necessary. You're using each other for sex in in a beautiful way. It's a beautiful union of using each other for sex. (laughs) Why do you need you're not using them for a sleepover, you know? That's true. We've had Shan Boudram on the podcast before who she talks love about. Her. Love Shan. She's the fucking best. But she talks about no cuddling after because it's the same thing. Like you release these endorphins and like hormones that make you think that you're in love with somebody, even if you might not be just based off of like the intimate relationship you just had. And then the sleepover, I I do agree with this, like with friends with benefits, it's like, OK, now you're waking up and now you're talking about like breakfast and like, that's not why you came. <laughs> you came to come. No, and you no did pun that. intended. So, yeah. so now so now it's time to go home. You also say mm-hmm. no cock blocking if you're out and one of you is vibing with someone, which I feel like that's mm. where the friends with benefits lines start to get crossed because it's like, OK, I, I think in these situations you're like all right well i don't want to like disrespect this person like what if they thought that we were hooking up tonight like how do you create that boundary of like okay we're hooking up tonight or we're not hooking up tonight like let's go hang out with other people or is it a situation where like you don't vibe with your friends with benefits person before like doing the deed it's like okay we're we're fucking it's strictly like that's why that's why we're meeting up we're not like hanging out hmm well, I think if you're going to if you're going to a place to like meet somebody for the purpose of maybe dating them, mm-hmm. then that's something you have to convey to your friend with benefits that they're also going to be at that place. Like I'm I'm out looking for my husband tonight. Like I if if my husband doesn't work out, like I'm going to come over and like we're going to, you know, we're going to make out at the bar. Yeah. But until then, I you know, and I and I think the your friend with benefits has to be your friend first and foremost, right? Like somebody that gets you and understands you and you to them so that you never get, like you never get offended if they're looking for a wife and vice versa. And that's why it's so important for your friend with benefits to be someone that you as a woman would never date. 
Mm. Maybe they would date you, but you would never date them. And Mm -hmm. that is not changing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just said on the podcast recently that it's okay to fuck your friends. Like, I feel like you should, if you should be able to fuck anyone, you should be able to fuck your friends. (laughs) Yeah. I I heard that. And I was like, and I was like, where's the butt? The butt is coming. (laughs) And it did come. Yes. But I feel like somebody is bound to catch feelings regardless. Like, I, don't you think that someone already has feelings? Somebody already has feelings. And like, can you just have a friends with benefits relationship with someone if you well, can you have a friend if you have benefits in that friendship that are sexual? Like, can it just be a friend? Only if you don't want more. But if they do, then you can still be friends. I hate. But I like it. It depends how how well they suppress it. Like, I hate to bring it back to, like, you know, women and, and men and, like, heterosexual dating rules. But, like, I'm all about, like, protecting women mm-hmm. in this scenario. If the woman has the feelings, run. Like, run, mm-hmm. run, run. Do not, do not get involved. It's only if the man has the feelings that you can truly be protected. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That's true. That's true. All right. You also said you have to have a heads up grown up conversation if one of you wants to end it or date someone else. Seriously, no dinner dates, which Mm. is going to upset some people because I think you think that like, okay, like they have to wine and dine me first. Actually, they fucking don't. And they don't also. And I just, you know, recently realized this because my cousin is also a Scorpio rising Virgo, but she's a Leo moon. And we're like the same person, but she is so hardcore. Like she's, I think because of the Libra moon and like in me and her Leo moon, we just like, our emotions are different in that way. But she's so straightforward. She's like, this person doesn't owe you a fucking text. Like they don't have to talk to you every day. If they want to date you or like just fuck, like that's what they're going to do. They don't have to hit you up every day. And I'm like, well, why not? Like, don't you think that if somebody wants someone, then they should be like courting them? But like, not necessarily, like not necessarily depending on what it is that you're looking for. Do you mean a friend with benefits? Yeah. In their actions? Like or a, someone friend, who's a pursuing friend with you benefits. To date? Oh, someone who's pursuing you to date oh, yeah. should absolutely be hitting you up. But a friend with benefits right, right, relationship, right. the person doesn't owe you dinner to hook up with you no I'm with her I'm with her she's right I don't think they do Mm -hmm. I think so I had the most phenomenal friend with benefits set up before I like you know had relationships or throughout relationships that I had and then until when was the last time that I I, it was like until my last right before my last relationship and we had the best the best setup Mm -hmm. he would come to me I would never go to him we would like text like after like around like 9 p.m. or after like one of us would be like come over mm-hmm. and or like can I come over and we'd either be like yeah or like no and there was no like no hard feelings one time he did ask me to dinner and I was like no <gasps> and then I started thinking like does he have feelings but then I was like you know what it doesn't matter because it's not going to happen. Like, well, I'll just still, you know, keep seeing him. And then if I really feel like he has feelings, I'll end it. And he didn't ask me to dinner again. And then I started seeing my ex mm. and getting more serious with him. And I remember I was like, 
we were in the middle of like having sex one time and I was just like, you know, when you're just like, it, it wasn't the ick, but it was just like, I can never, I can't do this anymore. Mm. Like, I was just like, no, because I started to like someone else. Yeah. And, and then I just, I think I like just didn't say anything to him. And then one of my girlfriends who knows this guy was like, you need to call him and like formally say that you are now seeing someone mm. like you can't just like, especially if you ever want to go back to him. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. But like, for some reason it didn't occur to me. And then I called him and I was like, I think I'm seeing this guy, but like, I, you know, obviously like you're the best. Like, yeah. This isn't a relationship. And that was friend with benefits and he understood, but I almost didn't say that. Did you end up hooking up with him after the ex ended? No, because I immediately started dating my now husband. Oh, praise God. <laughs> praise God. But, but we remain friends to this day, and he's awesome. He has, like, a girlfriend now. He actually lives Oh, oh my God. See, it can work out, and that's the thing about being friends. It's like, okay, like, you're still friends at the end of the day. So that's good. Exactly. And then you said you can't think of any other... Oh, you couldn't think of any other rules, but do you have any other rules? For the friends with benefits. The other rule, I ended up thinking about it, and I think I reverted back, is that you just, you don't go to them. They come to you. Like, you're giving them your pussy. Mm. Like, they can come to you. See, I feel the opposite because I feel like I don't want your energy in my space. Like, I feel mm. like I would rather come to you and get what I need and then go home to, like, my perfect, pristine home that is my sanctuary and not have to think about you being naked in it. <laughs> Fair, fair. But that's like I, a I personal, get that. that's a personal thing. But like, no, I get that. I think, I think the reason that he didn't, and this is something I've actually never revealed before. The reason that I never went to his is because he was roommates with my boss. <gasps> the gag. Yeah. Wow, mm -hmm. the reveal. Yeah, and honestly, mm -hmm. also like, if you've been to his house, then you know what his house looks like. And like, I'm talking about it's. It's got to be a nice fucking house. Like. Because if I have to take a shower where all you have is like a tiny remnant of what used to be a bar of Irish Spring, I will get the ick immediately. And like, there's no way my panties are coming off. So like, we can just forget yeah. it. Also, if you have like five roommates, like there's things, you know, then then yes, like uh -huh. then maybe you might need to come over because I don't there's no way that this environment is going to be conducive to me coming right now. So I, I absolutely <laughs> not. I agree with that. Okay. It's just easier to come in your own bed sometimes. Right. I, that's true. That's true. So obviously people wrote in with their dating woes because, you know, this is this is relationship. And it's like it's not always perfect out here in these streets. So mm. are you ready to give some advice? I'm so ready. OK, perfect. All right. So here goes the first one. I go on dates and the vibes are good and conversation is flowing and then I never hear from them again. What the heck? What do we have to say to that? Because like we were just talking about this, like when you have an amazing night out and you meet somebody and you're like, I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life, or at least like we're going to have an amazing hookup. It's going to be great. And then you never hear from them again. Why? Mm. My like nice answer is like, you just haven't met your person, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, my real answer is, like, what are the patterns here? Like, are you sending, like, tons of texts after the date to them? Like, are you scaring them away with texts after? Are you asking them questions back in person on the date? Like, are you bringing that good energy mm -hmm. on this date? Because, like, maybe you're not. 
And like, I would love to be a fly on the wall in these situations and see what's going on because is there a common denominator is the Mm. real question. Mm -hmm. And like, it's okay if there is like there was for me when I was dating and not getting a call back, I figured it out. But like, there probably is something, you know, like what do you think? I was just really high on all my days. Ah! <laughs> as you should. But as you shouldn't, because how yeah. are you even supposed to get to know the person if you're high? <laughs> literally. Literally. It was not oh good. My it was God. not good. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Like, at some point, like, you know, on this podcast, I love introspection. Like, that's sometimes you have to look back at yourself and be like, okay, well, what are the vibes that I'm putting out? Like sometimes, yeah, you're going to meet like douchebag guys who just want your attention for five seconds so that they can feed their own ego and then go their own separate ways. But then, you know, there are other Mm -hmm. times where, yeah, like, are you putting out the vibes that like you're way too needy or like needing of comfort or conversation or whatever? Like, are you not playing games, but like, you know, being like, it's okay to be busy. Like, it's okay to not be there every single time that they want to hang out. It's okay to not answer every single text that they send you right away. Like, it, it's okay to to miss a call. Like, sometimes you miss a fucking call. So, yeah, I would say, I would say the same. Like, what are you doing to help or hurt your own situation? Right. And also, mm-hmm. like, be mindful of the kinds of guys that you're trying to attract or people that you're attracting. Like, you know, sometimes if, if you attract, like, flaky people who don't think that they need to follow up to get in contact with you and then the second they hit you up, you're, like, down to do whatever, like, then, yeah, then those could be patterns that not you're cool. forming and not even realizing it. So I agree. Yeah, and also, and like, my last thought on this is, like, go into these dates hoping to like make a new friend not like filling in a slot of like this is my next boyfriend like Mm. go in like genuinely curious about this person's life as if you're on like a coffee date with like the girl from the bathroom that you help with the tampon Mm -hmm, exactly but then see but then that's where my libra moon gets a little tricky because i have realized in my new single life that i very much love to flirt and i will flirt with anyone as long as it's like fun conversation, but like it's not because I want you or I like I'm sexually attracted to you. It's just because like I like to make good conversation. I like to make people laugh and that then in turn becomes flirting. And then they want your number after that because they're like, oh, my God, this girl mm. is like so fun. I want to talk to you or like. Ugh. And then I'm like, actually, no. And yep. I think it's my Libra moon. Mm hmm. It's 1000% your Libra moon. It's like, it's my biggest problem. And like my husband, like literally he's like, he's like, you need to stop like making everyone think that like you actually like want to talk to them. Yeah. And I'm like, sorry. How do we stop that? What is the like, yeah. <laughs> it's boundaries. a blessing and a curse. It is. With the right person, it's a good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, it's nice. Like everyone falls in love with you and everyone thinks that you're great. And like, that's, that's, that's a good feeling. But then at the same time, it's like everyone's in love with you. And now and this is what I was saying on your podcast. Everyone sees me as a wife. And this is probably mm. why, because I make them all fall in love with me and that I don't want them. Uh. Definitely <laughs> why. Definitely why. It's a Libra moon. It has nothing to do with me. All right. The mm-hmm. next one. Hi, Cammie. I love the podcast and I could really use some advice. Thanks, Woo. I began seeing a coworker of mine back in September after he confessed to having feelings for me. 
Since the feeling was mutual, we wanted to see where it went. But after a month and a half, I was ready to make it official, but he wasn't. We stopped dating, but because we are coworkers, we still talk every day. He's even drunk dialed me asking about other dates I've been on. Five months later, I'm convinced the feelings are still there between us and I'd love to try again, but scared to put the option out there if he doesn't feel the same. Do I approach him with my feelings or move the fuck on? Help, please. Oof. Mm-hmm. I I feel bad because I'm so harsh with these delicate Be souls. But the harsh. truth is, like, after a month and a half, like, why were you cornering him to make some sort of decision about you? Like, it was a month and a half, girl. Like, Mm-hmm. You should have let it ride for a little bit. And I guarantee he would have asked you to be his girlfriend if that's what you had wanted at like between two and three months. Like I just, that's why I hate when, when girls especially will do like the, what are we? Mm. Like, what are we? And it's like, no, that's not how you speak to someone. Because if it were reversed, and I'm sure you've experienced this, Cammy, like when a guy's like, what are we, Cammy? Like you're like, ooh, we're nothing. <laughs> That's gross. You know, like we are no it's just this like weird, like ultimatum y thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like don't say what are we. Don't be like, let's define things. Yeah. Just enjoy getting to know this person. And if you really want to bring a, something up about like where you stand, then use I statements. Like, I'm really having a good time getting to know you. Let mm-hmm. them respond. Don't be like, what is happening here? It's like, what is happening here? We're in this period before we're deciding if we're going to date. And I haven't brought it up yet. So don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I did talk to this one guy for five seconds who completely turned me the fuck off when he, I wasn't available. Like I was traveling for work. I was busy. And he was asking me to hang out. I was literally in LA. He was in New York. And he was asking like, when are we going to see each other? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I'm I'm in L.A. right now. And then I think I'm going somewhere else. I was traveling somewhere else. But like when I get back, like, let's definitely hang out. Like I, I was interested in getting to know this guy. And he literally sent me back a text and was like, are we doing this or no? Because I don't want to waste my time and I'm not trying to waste yours. So what is this? Oh, and this is after Ooh. one date. And I was like, are mm-hmm. we doing this or no? I was like, no fuck off like what yeah. do you mean are we doing you this your, or no gave yourself your own answer that's <laughs> ridiculous yes it was crazy that's ridiculous. it was crazy he also laughed with his eyes wide open which i found very scary <laughs> i need to try to do that hold on no like a why like, like that <laughs> so terrifying oh my god i was mortified the first time he did it on facetime i was like this is this is like I caught him on a bad night. Like maybe he's I I don't know. Like I don't know what the fuck he just took. He's I don't know. Scary. But I was like, there's no way. But then he did Scary. it again, and then he did it on our date several times, and I was like, oh okay. But I was still down mm-hmm. to like get to know him. And then he said, are we doing this or no? And it turned me off. So like, yeah, yeah you no. don't want anybody trying to give you ultimatums after of a month and a half. Like, what would you say is like your timeline? for how long you should be seriously dating someone before they try to make it official with you? If they haven't made it official within three months, you can walk. But after a month and a half, like, I would say slow your roll. And to this woman who wrote in, like, yeah, he probably does have the feels still. But Mm -hmm. he feels a little confused because when he was dating you, you gave him this, like, weird ultimatum. 
if you really want to revisit things, then I would go into it without this pressure of it needs to be something immediately. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's the exception. And I think because of how things happened, it wasn't meant for you and move on. See, three months. I feel like that that's quick. Like I need at least six to know if I even want to be irritated by you every day. Yeah. Like I need I I'm always the person who needs more time. Like I need more time to feel you out. I think it's the Scorpio in me because what you're a Libra sun. And then what's your rising and your moon? I'm a Virgo rising like you. <gasps> right. Yes. The best. <laughs> and I'm a Capricorn moon, which is pretty wild. Wow. I knew there was like mm-hmm. some strong earth power in there. I feel like the earth is like, mm-hmm. you knew it's it's there. But my my husband has your same rising and moon. Oh, no, no, no. And no, just your same rising. And your Venus yeah. is in. I thought he's a Sag moon. So I mixed up your Venus. Oh, yeah. My Venus is in Virgo. I'm very like, you know, I'm a critical lover. Oh, she's earth. I'm heavy. a fixer. I love it, though. But that's why mm-hmm. you're like, OK, this is going to sound harsh because the Virgo in us is that's. But that gives the best advice because it's, it's honest. Out. It's honest. It's true. All right. Here's the next one. Hello, Cami. First of all, I love you and this podcast. Sending you love from Southern Germany. Look at it. We're international. This is amazing. I love it. Thank you so much. Look at us. (laughs) Okay. So when it comes to dating, I'd love your advice. I went through a really, really bad relationship, which ended at the beginning of 2020. I moved back in with my family. I even had to put a protective order on my ex because he stalked me afterwards and had to get the courts involved. The court case took two years, and during that, I suffered from major anxiety and refused to leave my house because I was so scared. Now, two years later, everything is closed, and he just got his punishment and justice was served. I also got a little compensation. Now I'm turning 27 soon, and I want to get my love life back on track. How and where do I start? It's so hard because my self-worth was so crushed during the relationship because he was emotionally and mentally abusive, telling me how fat, undesirable, and ugly I am, and I never, ever want to go through that again. Mind you, I'm looking at your picture, sis, and you are gorgeous, so I don't know what the fuck he was talking about, but I want to smack him. Anyways, Will Smith style. Anyway, my trust issues are through the roof. Looking forward to your advice, your Scorpio rising sis. She also said, I also wanted to note that I thoroughly enjoy being single. I'm an introvert and free, but I think that two years has been long enough and I should get back to dating. Wow. Uh, First of all, I'm so sorry that you had that experience because that is such a shitty thing to have to have gone through and it does fuck you up Mm -hmm. and like give yourself the grace to and you did. And like, it's been two years. And, you know, now it's time to realize that you're amazing and that you deserve happiness and you deserve love. And we have these shitty, shitty relationships so that we can recognize when we have something amazing. I say, you know, get back out there, look at yourself in the mirror and say, you're a fucking bad bitch. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to take any shit from any guy anymore because that guy you dated was absolute garbage and you know you deserve to be happy so i think just get yourself back out there i would say like confidence tips for me personally i love to like move my body a little every day i love to you know put on an outfit that i know i feel good in forget look good feel good 
Like it's not pinching at my love handle. Like I'm just like feeling good and like loving it. And also like, yeah, I'm going to be a little shallow here. Like get a blowout. For mm-hmm. your for your date, if that's what you want, you yeah. know, get get some glam. Yeah, like if that's what you what makes you feel good in that moment, like you deserve it. And just like make sure you're surrounding yourself with like only good energy friends, like not friends that don't understand your situation and what you've been through, but friends that like are fun and outgoing and make you feel seen and heard and like just like know that you you might go out there and you still might meet a shitty guy but like they're really good people for every bad people if that makes any sense for every bad person and you're not the only one who who went through like a really bad relationship and is back in the game and and i hope that you meet someone else who maybe has had a similar experience to you so that they know what it's like to be in a good relationship too. I don't know. What do you think? Kim? Yeah, no, 1000% that like I, I'm definitely a move my body type person. And then again, the Libra in me, I like to dance in front of the mirror and like play a sexy song and like get ready, like to go out while dancing and like looking cute. Like, of course, that adds another two hours to your time of getting ready. But like, fuck it. At least you left the house feeling good and like, feeling hot and, you know, like the things that you deserve to feel when you're going out. And then on top of that, you know, like you said, like even if you can't get glam, like buy a new perfume, like buy a new lip gloss, something that like makes you feel fresh and new and like something exciting that adds to your look. Like while outside looks are not everything, like it does affect the way that we kind of present ourselves to other people into the world. And there is something to it that's worth exploring and putting time into and then you know outside of that like I I was watching this documentary which was a very very heavy documentary but it was about human trafficking and there was like a monk in the documentary that stated something about like the wounds that we have are not wounds that we have self-inflicted like the wounds that someone else has left on you is the wound that they left on you but it's not a part of you and it's not who you are like you did not leave that wound on yourself. That's not something that you did to yourself and you should not take it on as as your own harm that you've done to yourself. This is something that somebody else did to you. And yeah. something about that just like stuck with me because it's it's so true for every aspect of life. It's like the things that people put you through and the things that people do to you and the things that people say to you are not a reflection of who you are at your core because you are not the person telling yourself that at least you didn't start off that way they're the person who did it to you so it's really their wound it's not your wound it's not your harm it's not your it becomes your trauma but it doesn't have to stay as yours because it didn't belong to you in the first place so in in her situation it's the same thing like the things that he said to you bitch fuck him like these are the things these are like projections and god knows what but it has nothing to do with you and, you know, you can't you can't take that on as like your own personal thing as easy as it, as it is to say, like it's not your own personal feelings like you, you probably didn't feel that way about yourself before you met him. So like, you know, you can't you can't let his fake ass viewpoints affect you. And hopefully like you're in therapy and like working through these things so that you can feel, you know, confident and better. But those are like some yes, immediate therapy. things in in the mm-hmm. in the meanwhile that you can do 
to get yourself back out there and like you are 1000% deserving and worthy of a love that is going to protect and honor and respect and compliment you for the bad bitch that you are. Period. Oh, yes. Exactly. <laughs> Period. Mic drop. Period. And that guy, just like you said, his his shit was projections. Mm-hmm. It was projections. Yeah. Of probably how he feels about himself. Exactly. Or maybe his trauma from growing up. That's not your trauma. Yeah. Don't take on. No. It's like when you meet a guy out. Have you ever had it where you meet a guy and like they ask you for your number and you say no and then they're like, bitch, you were ugly anyway. Like that's happened to me. And oh, I'm like, but always. I wasn't ugly when you approached me. Was I ugly exactly. five seconds ago when you were trying to get my Male fucking number? Ego. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, explain that. So, projections. It's all them and their shit. and We can't take that on. But, yeah. You know, the dating pool does have pee in it. So we yeah. know. So we've heard. Sometimes really also feces. It's scary out here. So what is, like, some, some hope that you can give to the single girls out here as a married woman who's been through all of the dating scene and like you know so what what hope can you give us about our future the hope that i can give you is that no matter what age you are your great love is out there and like speaking to the the libraness that we both have in us like you deserve that great love like you you are not settling because you think you're close to 30 you think you're close to you know 40 whatever whatever it is you're not settling like your friend did you know who she is yeah. you know who she is <laughs> you're not settling yes because you deserve the whole thing you deserve the romance you really do yeah and it's it's out there for you so don't give up but also put yourself out there to find it period. Amen. I love that. Thank you so much. Lindsay, tell everyone where they can find you in the podcast. You can find me wherever you listen to podcasts. We met at Acme and on Instagram, we met at Acme and my personal Instagram is Lynn's Mets with Z's. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie.